Welcome to the ATM Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news in the football world. We dive into budgets, transfers, interesting fixtures, while sprinkling in just a little bit of salacious player news too. Episodes are uploaded every Tuesday and Thursday and are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at the ATM Podcast. We are also available on YouTube, where we will be posting episode segments and other bonus content. We hope you guys enjoy our podcast. Drop us a like, even a review. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, guys. We hope you are having a great week. Uh, today is a very special episode, but also a very sad one. Uh, yeah, we are joined by Lala Andres, who is one of our friends, but unfortunately, he is a fan of that scum team. Known as Liverpool. <laughs> wow. How are you, love? Uh, I'm well, thanks, bro. How are you, bro? Nah, I'm all right, my man. But friends of Inter failed, everyone. Friends of Inter failed. Inter didn't do the business. They were a bit unlucky. And they weren't helped by the fact that Lukaku was missing chances. And that he got in the way of one of their chances. And Lautaro Martinez could have also been less selfish with one of his chances. But City won. They win the treble. And now Albaco is going to become unbearable. So, Baki, <laughs> take it away with your thoughts, man. I know you've been waiting for this. Right. Um. Yeah, just to... Get it off my chest. I uh, told you so, guys. Um, I've been saying this trouble has been coming. You know, uh, Pep has finally proved doubters wrong that he can do it without Messi. Uh, yeah, I'm just personally, personally uh, delighted that he finally replicated United. You know, your rival, your biggest achievement uh, ever in history, actually. So, yeah. Um, now, when we when we talk about treble winning teams, we're gonna be looking at both Manchester clubs. So I guess that's credit to to both Manchester clubs. But yeah, um, you guys wanted this, you know, you wanted them to to, to beat us for the prem. They did it. Cool. I was like, I right, in that case, they're gonna do the same thing, being you guys at the FA Cup final, and doing the same thing also doing by beating Inter Milan in the final, and they're gonna get the treble. In that case, I wouldn't be too disappointed that we lost out because, you know, I, it was written in the stars for them, you know. So, yeah, um, credit to Pep, credit to, to Manchester City. This is easily one of the best English sides we've ever seen. Um, yeah, credit to, to, to the system that Manchester City have built. Um, they've invested quite wisely, you know. Um, it's been, you know Manchester United, Chelsea... Have also invested a lot, but not as wisely as Man City for the past couple of years, clearly. So yeah, um, this what this shows what happens when you have a great core or a great support system in place. Um, yeah, you'll win things, you know, and you'll achieve greatness. So yeah, credit to Pep, credit to the Manchester City side. Um, my thoughts on the final, fairly even final, to be honest. Um, not much to really separate 
both sides. In terms of the game itself, we would definitely say Inter had the better the chances, but they just couldn't take them away, of course. Um, give Manchester City one clear side of goal, and they'll punish you, you know. Uh, De Bruyne, fortunately, second consecutive final where he you know, got substituted because of injury. Uh, I feel like the game probably would have ended a lot sooner if, you know, he probably played the rest of the game. Um, but yeah, uh, Lukaku, you said, our bo- you said I was back, my boy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, it's hard to, to, to rate you now, man, because literally, yeah, going off your past, your past stints, you know, your first intestine was amazing. This one, not so much. And yeah, I, I don't know if, if, how it's going to look for you going forward because I don't know if Chelsea are going to keep you or Inter are going to want to come by you themselves, you know. So, yeah, your career might be looking tough. We all thought Meg the Stallion would help you do the business, but hey, damn. Clearly, clearly all that, 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 you know, that that's, that she got much for you, my boy. So, yeah, um, it's tough, my man. You took an L on the day and I'm sure you took an L uh, in the bedroom too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's unfortunate, my boy. But uh, head up. Uh, you, can, you can bounce back from this. And also, just to go back to Manchester City, um, Pep, you're officially the GOAT, my boy. Uh, you've kind of been the GOAT for a while now, but, you know, we just needed this this treble to, not the treble, but the Champions League itself to help you solidify that, that fact, you know, towards all the doubters out there, you know, especially in this... Uh, Room of, uh, in this podcast itself, we have a few doubters um, think otherwise, but uh, yeah, nah, we, we, I personally believe you are the best coach of all time. Uh, the way, what you've done to revolutionize the game has been absolutely amazing. Your style of football has been brilliant to watch. Um, how you've coached certain players, got the best out of them and turning them into world-class players also, being brilliant. The way you've turned John Stones to a center back into looking like prime Busquets nowadays. That's that's insane, man. You know, that's absolutely insane. Winning the league by playing a three three at the back, three, two, four, one formation. Yeah, something had a different, but hey, it worked out in the end, you know. So yeah, nah, Pep, the way you've revolutionized the game, your tactics, your style of play, your antics on and off the field. Love it, you know. So yeah, here's your flowers, man. You are officially the goat. All right, Bakif. I have a counter to that, though. I have never said Pep is not a good coach, but I have said that I prefer Fergie because this is a man who could get the best out of any player, good, bad, world class, or average. I mean, some of the teams he won the league with were very... It was either very average players or players that were on the down. So I will always rate Fergie. Maybe as a coach, pure coach, you can say Pep is better, which I will give you that. But if if we get the overall package, I'd prefer Ferguson because with Pep as well, It's well documented that at City, he has a very solid support structure and everything has basically been handed to him to succeed. 
the limited the limitless resources tiki begiristan and that other mm-hmm. one i forgot his name but so i think ferguson is just will always be the main goat but Brian when we break Morewood, i think so, sorry to cut you in i think the other guy that you're mentioning is brian morwood that was another spanish guy but i forget his name but the main point is, I think I will always still pick Fergie. I will say, though, that one of the stuff you've said before, that Pep would probably, will probably overhaul Fergie in terms of trophies. I'll give you that. He's well on his way. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, I think to add on to it, I think we got to also give credit to Sethi's unsung hero in Tiki Bergerestein. You know, um, the way he's been able to put all the foundations for City into place to help this team achieve what it's achieved. You know, bringing in Roberto Mancini in 2009, who helped them win their first Premier League trophy. And then also the success that Manuel Pellegrini has had. And, you know, I think I think it was it was written in the stars, you know, for Pep to come in and do very well with this team. Um, you know, Tiki's had past experiences at Barcelona with with Pep as well. So, you know, that relationship also contributed a lot to their achievements. I think, like as you mentioned, I think, yeah, you know, as a coach, I, I definitely think Pep might be ahead of Fergie when it, with regards to that, man. But... Um, yeah, when you look at the total package, for what Fergie's done at Manchester United is is just incredible, and I don't think any other manager. Let me let me say, I don't think any other manager in the world would be able to replicate that. Oh yeah, and, uh, before before you say anything, Pep's not a manager. He, he, that this is his words. He's a coach, and I've given him his credit. So you know. So when you talk about that, you know, uh, uh, some of the teams that Fergie's been able to coach and, and, and have success with, wait, you wait, know, wait, I don't wait, think... Wait. Some some of the teams, or what are you implying? Are you implying that, that he coached somewhere else? Where else did he coach? Scotland? Before coming to Man United? So what are you trying to imply? I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually giving reference to the squads of Manchester United. I'm not giving oh, reference oh, to his time okay. anywhere so, besides Manchester United. So it's like but anyways, thing... uh, let, let me finish. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Oh, my. Man. Okay, go, go on. Go on. Go on. Uh, no, I finished from school. I didn't finish. <laughs> okay. Anyways, some of the squads that we've seen We've seen Sir Alex Ferguson coach. I don't think any other coach in the world would be able to do the things that he's done with some of those squads. So, and you got to understand when he came to Manchester United, he came, he came to a team that was completely at the underground level in terms of having to build its way up to its success. He didn't take over a team with great structures in place or any or any staff as good as a man like Tiki Bergerikstein, you know, he had to fulfill that role as well. Not just coach the team, but he also had to do, he also had to do managerial work, you know, looking over the, every structure of the club, 
when it came when it came to re- things like recruitment, bringing in the right players, bringing in the right coaches. So you know the level of work that Sir Alex Ferguson, I don't think any other coach would be able to replicate what he's done. But in terms of Pep being a coach and what he's done for the for the game of football, I don't think there's a coach in the world that can that's got his knowledge of the game and I don't think they ever will be but after 2025 when um I I I don't I believe he won't be re-signing with Man City because yeah. he wants to he wants to coach at a international level at an international level probably for Spain I think we'll get a, we'll get to see exactly what he's made of and then I think that will if he if he can get success with the Spain team that hasn't been as successful since they've won the Euros, I think in two thousand and twelve, I think he's solidified. He's definitely solidified himself as the greatest coach of all time. I don't think any coach could be in that conversation. If he can win the World Cup as well as the Euros, if just once, I don't think any coach in the world can. I don't think anyone that can can bring up a conversation about who the greatest coach of all time is. Hmm. Okay, I hear you. But it's it's funny though, isn't it funny, Bucky's that suddenly now Pep has to win international trophies now also just to be solidified as the coach. I don't I don't recall Sir Alex Ferguson ever coaching international team. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying it's unfair to put standards on Pep now. And be like he has to win international trophies now for him to be considered the coach. When all he does is smoke on Sir Alex Ferguson packs, so I'm confused, bro. Because yeah. when it came down to it, fair, fair, I'll agree with you that as a coach, yes, Pep is better. But you spoke of structure, so let, let's look at the structure. Let's look at the structure that Pep left all at all the teams he coached before he even came to City. That structure still okay. exists. Right. Uh, uh, Look at the structure at bring that Man up. United. Look at the structure at Man United. How badly Man United collapsed. How many coaches have you had after Sir Alex Ferguson to try and rebuild your structure? So that that shows you. I think the sign of a really really good. I'm I'm gonna say manager because that's his his job title. You know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, and the signs of a really good manager is the structure you leave in place after you've gone. I think that speaks testament. And I think not just what Pep has done with Manchester City, but I think developing overall the the football at the youth level even with Manchester City speaks a lot and speaks highly of what he's capable of doing. Because it's not just, although he's had things in place for him, that sure not a lot of other managers have had in terms of budget and you know resources and things like that. Fair enough, fair enough. But when it comes down to it, right, when the concrete has to set, who makes the better concrete? At the end of the day, in my opinion, it's always going to be Pep Guardiola over Sir Alex. They played two finals. Sir Alex Ferguson lost two finals with that same winning Manchester team. And it's not a diss at Sir Alex Ferguson or anything, but it's just it just shows you, you know, when it comes down to it. Because if this was a different sport and you had to take a head-to-head record into account, it would matter, but now in football, it's like okay, cool. We can over, we can just overlook it. We can just overlook it, but I don't think we can just overlook it because he did more than just beat United on that day. 
Barcelona played amazing football. He tiki taka past you guys. I mean, if you look at the same style of tiki taka that got played at Barcelona with all those legends, you look at what he did at Bayern Munich. He created a similar system to tiki taka, but in my opinion, I think that system at Bayern was way more ruthless than Barca's. And then he comes to Man City, he does the same thing. So it shows you that this man has a plan. Wherever he goes, he can just implement his plan and it seems to work out. If that's not if that's not testimony to someone being a goat, then I don't know what else what else this man has to do. Exactly. You saying he has to win international trophies, that's a bit unfair. That's I understand why. It's the same like for a while we were like, no, Messi has to win an international trophy to be considered the goat. You know what I mean? So it's a bit of a double standard because I don't remember Sir Alex Ferguson coaching England. I don't know. Maybe, Bucky's, maybe you can maybe correct me. You know, did, did Sir Alex Ferguson ever coach England? No, not even. And just to also add to your, to your point, bro, these guys, I remember Munashi and Tabang or Munashi company saying that Man City are making the Prima Farmers League. Bro, that just shows the dominance of Pep in the past couple of years, bro. He's Facts. that good that he's making it Facts. that easy, bro. When Fergie was doing that, no one ever Facts. considered it going to be in the Farmers League. You always edged out, you know, your victories. Final days, couple lost weeks. Pep is doing it easily, bro. Easily, dog. Literally. And that's a, another testament to him, you know, gen- genuinely. Like, the fact that you guys are even thinking that, wow, City are making the Prem not a competitive league anymore, you know. It's the Farmers League. Da, da, da. City are always going to win. That just shows already, dude. With Fergie, I, there was some season where, okay, where, where we'd say, you know what, maybe United are clear favourites, but then, you know, the likes of Arsenal, your Chelsea's, your... Yeah, those two, those are the only two teams competing with him at the time. Uh, yeah. Where were, you know, in the mix a bit now and then, but now with City, you know, he's running away with it. It's only a past couple of seasons where Liverpool, you know, took them all the way to the end. That's also a great testament to Liverpool. Dude, my, my team's best season took like one of City's worst seasons and we and City took us to the very end. Exactly. Imagine. Exactly. Imagine. Like, a, like not a good season for City, but amazing season for Liverpool. And they still took us to the end. So, you know what I mean? Like, yo, dude. Pip is hands down, hands down the goat. And just to just to go back on Mr. 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 Ramalu Lukaku himself, the MSL, MLS is waiting for him. He looks like an MLS player at this point. Because my goodness, I I don't know, bro. I don't know. I've seen some some bad strikers, right? But what Lukaku did that night to Inter Milan. Yo, dude, I, f- I feel, I feel, you know, I feel for every, 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 every person that's supposed into Milan. This is why, in my opinion, I think that when you have a player that gets English text like that, and then when you actually see him play and he does that, you actually realize how many of these players are actually just hype jobs. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Uh, I think. Wait, wait, just hold up. Um, I think before we move on, uh, coming back to Pep, I've never said anything about him being a bad coach. I I said that in terms of coaching, he's the best. But to go as far as saying 
he's the better manager and that and kind of basically assuming that the structures aren't in place at all the clubs is 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 far-fetched my guy you know i don't think but of course i I definitely agree with the with the international coaching thing maybe that argument yeah i can agree with but i don't agree with with the manager thing because at the end of the day pep himself has said that he's a coach and not a manager so you can't you can't really compare sir alex ferguson and pep with regards to that because Sir Alex Ferguson had to build the structures and he went to a team with all those structures in place. You can't say at Barca there weren't structures in place. When he took over from the 2008-09 season, Barcelona was semi-finalists in the Champions League and they were and they finished third in the league. Only he came in with the structures in place and he just managed to be an amazing coach and coach that team to dominance. And we've seen Barcelona replicate that over time, even without him, with the likes of Luis Enrique. So I'm not saying... uh, My argument hasn't to do with his ability as a coach. I think he's he's the best with that regard, but you shouldn't shouldn't go as far-fetched to say he's a manager who builds the structures. He doesn't build the structures. He comes into the structures when they're already in place and he does what, and and then he takes full advantage of that, you know, and he does very well. So I shouldn't, you shouldn't try and, huh? I I would say, I would just say like, I think you'd have to look into more um, what he's done outside of the first team in terms of like the Alpine build, uh, Man City's infrastructure outside of the first team too, with the the youth team okay, and things I... like that. He he doesn't he, he's he's not in charge of of those aspects of developing youth players. He's not in charge of recruitment. Those there's people under there who do those things. He's the coach of the first team. So Sir Alex Ferguson did all you of understand. that. Sir Alex Ferguson definitely did. He, not, he didn't handle the youth academy, but he, he definitely was in charge of way more than just coaching. He did things like recruitment. He brought in the the staff. He, the staff wasn't hired by the director or by great director of football like like Tiki, who was at Man City before. Um, he was at Man City the year that they that they got funded by the Qataris and brought in all those those structures in place and fixed up the recruitment department. When it comes to youth development, when it comes to building the squad, things like that, bro. So that's what Fer- Sir Alex Ferguson did during his time. Things like that. TV. Besides youth development, those are those are some of the things he did. Tabang, also just to cut you off, bro, you you, you also said a thing like Pepper's not in charge of recruitment and stuff. Cool. Uh, you act as if whoever, uh, t- uh, the director of City decides to Pep must take, Pepper's going to say yes. Does Do you think Pep does not ever say like, no, I don't want this player, I want this player at all? It's his team at the end of the day, isn't it? The director is there to advise him like, yo, to- this would be a great player. For you, I think you should take a look at him. People look at him and be like, you know what? I can work with this. Tell me, am I am lying in that regard? Because at the end of the day, remember, it's the coach who decides which players he wants. He sure he might he might not have a say. Okay, he can also have 
Let's say in terms of like, I this is also a player I feel like would be perfect for our team. Check if you are suited. The director helps him out. One thing that Pep has to him is that he has someone else to do that for him. He doesn't have to do it all alone, you know. He can just focus on the football aspects. It's a different time in football, which has, again, football has uh, evolved over time. Back then, we all know managers had to do it on their own. All managers, Wagner had to do it on his own. Mourinho had to do it on his own. We know this. We know this. Right now, it's different. Even Klopp and them, they don't have to do that on their own. They have directors. All the great managers right now have people to help them outdo it. So it's just a thing, again, saying if Pep had to do it back then, it would probably be different. But we'll never know because it's something we can't ever do because it's not going to happen, ever. But you saying in terms of like Pep has no say, it's not him doing any of these things. He's just doing focusing on the football aspects. That's cap because we all know at the end of the day, it's the coach's final decision of I want this player or not. So, yeah. Uh, 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 what are, I'm not implying that he doesn't have a saying in the players, but what I am, in, but what I am implying is like you just mentioned, is that he's got great help with regards to that. I'm not saying it's all on on the director of football and who his recruitment department is bringing in in, ter- in terms of the players from the scouting report. I'm just trying to say. He brings the list of players. And of course, as you mentioned, Pep will always have a final saying in who those players are coming in. But all I was implying is that Pep's had much more help compared to Sir Alex Ferguson with that regard, you know. And I, I what I'm mentioning is not, is not a testament to his ability of what he's done as a coach. I'm going to say this again. It's just, it's just that what all I was implying is that Sir Alex Ferguson had a much he had a much bigger burden of what he did and what he's done is uh, you know I don't think I don't think he's second on the list to what he's done with regards to being a manager. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I in that case that's cool. But then I'd like to bring it back to the footballing aspects. If you want to talk about in terms of who's won what, then I'd, I guess over time we can definitely say, you know what, Fergie has won more because um, I looked at the, the East stats also recently again. Fergie has won like 49 trophies um, compared to, what is this, Pep's 35. And remember, you must take into account Fergie's managed way longer than Pep. Ne? That's one. Uh, the amount of Champions League, Fergie has two, Pep has three. Club World Cups, Fergie has one. Pep has three. League titles, domestic league titles, Fergie has 13. Pep has 11. And that's with less time, dude. Don't don't come, dude. Yeah, nah, listen. Um, but with, what, like but with said, better no, 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 structures, no, no, no. though. I'm not, dis- I'm not disrespecting Fergie. I'm just saying Fergie had more of the burden. But that always, like I said, it comes down to the time the different times because back then managers had to be managers like if even though the managers titles right now is completely different even you look at the likes of Arteta Arteta doesn't have to do much it's mainly you know he has uh, directors and all those type of things all clubs have that now like I said um, it's just the way football has evolved Fergie did his thing back then same way Wagner did his thing with Arsenal back then um, same thing with Mourinho back then you know what I'm saying 
It's just that football has evolved in that sense. Right now that the coaches, the managers themselves don't have to do all of that. They can just focus on the footballing aspect. If Fergie was around now, he would also only be probably be focusing on the footballing side and not have to deal with everything else. You know, just like I said, we can never bring that part into play because it's a different time. So I guess it's there's not really much more to add. You can only just bring now to the point of like what we've seen on the pitch, who's been better? Because yeah, that's the only way we can really compare them fully. You know, because I we all agree with you that in terms of managing the whole thing on his own, or doing more of a burden, it's Fergie because, like we said, it's a different time, the time he had to do it. Now, Pep doesn't have to, you know? So, yeah, if it was a thing... That's already, fair play. That's why we say if you have to take it and put it on to a footballing expert, because at the end of the day, what's a coach supposed to do, or a manager supposed to do? Get his team to do the best thing possible on the pitch. And from what I've also seen over the past couple of years, it's been Pep for me, by far, Okay. Especially knowing that he's yeah, done. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking that away from Pep. I. I like. I like. I mentioned. I, I still do think he's. He's the best coach of all time. I'm not. I'm not trying to take away any. 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 Any of what Pep's done, away from him. Because, I mean, he's only. He's only two league titles away. He's won more Champions Leagues, you know. Um, and of course, you know, Pep's, I mean, uh, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's coach longer as well. So I'm not trying to take anything away from what he's, what he's done on the field as a coach. I think, I think like if, if Pep had to stay, how many, 26, 27 years at Manchester City, I think if we had to fa- uh, fathom how many trophies he would win, I think it would be a ridiculous amount. Honestly, I know he's 12 trophies right now behind um, Sir Alex, right? But just just think, if Pep had to stay another even 10 years just at Barca, bro, you know what I mean? You know, it's like, I don't know, man, but I understand where Baki is coming from. I understand your point of view too, but I'm leaning with Baki's more for sure because I, I really do think that Pep, Pep is just better at what he does right now. I th- you can say modern football or whatever, but when it comes down to it, when you have to put two teams with two coaches, when it comes down to that, head to head, unfortunately, in any other sport, if we had to take head in- head to head into account, we would say that team is better. So why can't we do the same now? All right, uh, I think with that we can move on to the next topic. Then, um, Mush. Can you take us so away? No re- so no rebuttal, TB, or it's just one you of those. Tapped out. You tapped yeah, out. It's one of those. What you can say, bro. It's <laughs> it's not it's not even tap out. We because <laughs> the thing is, you wanna you wanna really go on for like forever. <laughs> so it's like there's no point. There's no point, you know. So let's go on. To Do the it next for one. the audience, TB. But I get your point. So, to go to the next topic, we are going to talk about the big diva, the man that's going to either be the youngest billionaire before 30 or even 25, I forget his age, or we'll just collect the trophies like Thanos if he goes to, yeah. So, anyway, we're going to talk about Kylian Mbappe. Recently, a story came out that he sent a letter to PSG saying 
I'm not gonna renew my contract. So it looks like he might go to Madrid. PSG are said to be interested in in selling him so that they at least receive a transfer fee. So yeah, what are your thoughts, Bakis, since you're the PSG fan? Well, um we all saw this kind of coming, bro. To be honest, him staying at PSG was only it was mainly for the cash. Cash, because let's be honest, we all know his dream was to go to to Real Madrid, but then, yeah, money money took took him away from his dream, which is understandable. Because I mean, hey, that that kind of money footballers don't really see that, you know, especially in such a considering that football is such a short career. Um, so yeah, he collected the bag, tried to win as much as he could while he was there. He still can potentially, but um, yeah, nah. In terms of his personal interests, um. I think he's, he's he's doing very much the right thing, man. Uh, he gave PSG all the time that they needed to do um, what they need to do because I think PSG didn't mind letting Mbappe go, but they just didn't want to let him go for free, you know. Hence, why they kind of wanted to tie him down to a new contract and be like, "I, right, you know, what, bro, uh, you can leave, but at least allows to to get some bank from you, you know." So. Yeah, uh, with this whole transfer saga, man, PSG, if they're smart, they would definitely do what they can to try and let Mbappe go now, try and get a fee for him. Otherwise, risk losing him for free, for sure. Because come January, he can easily negotiate with any club and then leave for free, you know. Um, which, on Killian, on Killian's part, is a great business move because he can collectively get even more more cash injection for whichever club he goes to because they won't have to pay a transfer fee for him, you know. So, yeah, nah. Um, PSG, uh, the way you guys are run, it's kind of been a bit poor, not going to lie. Uh, it's been very, very disappointing. The way you guys have managed a lot of the world's world superstars over the past couple of years, it's been... Sure, it's been it's been nice to see them, you know, be there and everything but uh yeah the way you guys treat them and the way you guys just run the club it's it's been quite 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 poor you guys are clearly showing us that you're doing this meaning to just i know you guys are pretty much being seen as a very much as a luxury club you know and yeah i ain't gonna lie i've been riding that bandwagon for a while but uh yeah nah man it's it's slowly 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 i'm slowly getting over it yeah um I made a joke about it, like, yeah, the post not clarity is, is kicking in right now, you know, so, uh, yeah, no, um, in terms of Mbappe, just go back to Mbappe because I was drafting, um, in terms of Mbappe, man, whichever club he does decide to go to, um, hopefully it's going to be the right decision, you know, I'm hoping my boy decides to, to, you know, look at the Gunners, you know, I feel like we, we have a nice project for him, uh, Cronky. You know, all your clubs have done the things. You know, all your sporting, all your sporting teams have done the things. They've won stuff. Arsenal is just the only one. Although I do admit it was a chance this year to do so. We could have also been one of them. But hey, man, now that you know we got the cash. I mean, you got the project in place. Just add a little bank, man. Give us that little boost. Convince Mbappe to come through to the Gunners, man. Imagine that. Yeah. 
you know, Mbappe, Sata, Boy can dream, bro. <laughs> you do. We, we actually do. Not, not that we actually do, because... Uh, you have Kalian money. Yeah? I don't think you have Kalian money. I don't, I don't think we have Kalian contact money, but we have Kalian transfer fee money. That's for sure. That contract, we will probably have to convince him otherwise. Because I don't. Think oh, we, so we, so you have like you have the oh I can get you a drink, but I can only get you like what one Savannah. <laughs> that's wild, bro. No, that's actually wild. Yeah. Uh, nah, man. We can we can definitely get him there, man. It's just. Don't be expecting us to, to overpay because I don't think... Yeah, I mean, just come to Arsenal for like, you know, two or three years, win some titles, you know, and then you can bounce to Madrid, bro. You know, just at least come pe- be in the Premier, Le- Premier League a little bit. Let's come be in the best. Basically compete against Haaland, you know. Be a nice project, don't you think? Um, But yeah, uh, do, I, do I see that happening? It's very unlikely. But uh, yeah, in any case, we all know where his dream destination would be. But... Him going to Madrid would be, I don't know. I feel like it would be very unfair in terms of football because then I think football will move towards two directions and that would only be between Madrid and Man City for the next couple of years for sure in terms of dominating world football because, yeah, Holland versus Mbappe will definitely be a story. Um, but yeah, I'm drifting now. I'm drifting. So yeah, just to get back to the, to the whole thing. This is pretty much a tricky situation, but we all did see it coming, to be honest. So, yeah. If you guys were Kalen, what would you guys have done differently with your career? I guess Go to Madrid when I have the chance. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> I'd have gone same time. <laughs> I'd have gone same time, bro. I think that's the only thing I'd say, like... What have, um, what have taken... To think- so, 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 to cut you off, but just to answer your question, I'll take in the, this current duty is going on. Get some bag, considering how short, like I said, how short uh, football career is, I'll get in the bag and then knowing I'm still young, and I'm still going to be one of the best prospects in world football, bro. Like I said, I just have to, like, apologize to Mr. Perez, like, hey, man, I'm sorry, dog. Let me just get a quick bag, you know what I'm saying? Little day, then you don't even have to pay me as much as PSG, you know? Just pay it for a season or two and then pull up to you guys, you know what I'm saying? Then, then we. I won't cap, right? Um, Jurgen Klopp, if you ever listen to this podcast, I'll say, my dude, sell the whole club and just sign Mbappe, bro. I'd just like to say that. Dude, that's like selling your car for gas money, man. <laughs> In all honesty. Hey, bro. <laughs> Yo, dog. But hey, bro, I don't lie, man. Um... There was a time where I don't know how true this was, where Liverpool was linked with Mbappe, bro. And like, yo, dog, I know like every child wakes up and hopes there's like Christmas presents under the Christmas tree. But like, yo, as a Liverpool supporter, bro, that that felt for like, to me, that felt like, okay, there's presents under the Christmas tree. We are are finally doing serious business. And then, yeah, we go and sign, you know, Thiago. It was just wild, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think when it comes to Mbappe, I think what he most likely wants is a new challenge. You know, I think um, he's going to look at what Man City were able to do this season and how far uh, Holland has been a- been able to progress in his career. I mean, he's already they say he's a he's a he's a sure candidate for the Ballon d'Or. 
not win, but like he's gonna be in the top three when when yeah. when that list comes out. So yeah. I think he's looking at those factors and also um, wanting to maybe get a new challenge. I mean, he's been very dominant in league. I mean, he's won his fifth Golden Boot in the league, and I think I think. Neymar possibly leaving the team and Messi's departure also played a factor in that as well, you know. Um, and also the way Madrid, and also how 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 the possible transfer to Madrid is being lined up for him, you know. Uh, Madrid getting rid, okay, not getting rid, but you know Benzema leaving off to the Saudi league, Asensio going to PSG. Hazard leaving the books when Hazard was earned. You know, Hazard was one of the highest earners at Madrid. He was earning a big bag, nearly half a million euros a week. And he wasn't, and he was barely playing, you know, the likes of Mariano leaving. So he's going to look and, and see that Madrid are in the right financial situation for him to go there. So I think maybe that's where he wants to go off to. Will PSG sell him there? You know, I really wonder. I really wonder if that's going to be the case. But as Barkis mentioned, I think if PSG aren't able to um, basically coerce ba- Mbappe into into resign into renewing his contract, I think they sell him because they don't want to lose him on a free. They they're gonna want to make some money off of him. There was um, something I read on ESPN FC or ESPN FC. Um, that said that Mbappe hasn't triggered, he's chosen not to trigger his clause in his contract, which activates the extension within his contract. So, basically, in a nutshell, he is most likely to leave for free. Well, Madrid don't want to sign, they're not going to sign um, Mbappe this transfer window, even if it's available. Because I think Madrid made it clear that they would rather get him for free and just wait it out. Because they have nothing to really lose in that sense. Because... I feel like we all know that Mbappe wants to go to Madrid. I think that's like written in the stars type of thing. It's inevitable. So Madrid, they're willing to be patient for his contract to run out. And since Mbappe came out and said that he is not um, triggering his release, uh, triggering his clause for the activation, I think both parties are both parties being PSG and Mbappe are on the same foot in terms of PSG want to get rid of Mbappe to rebuild, which is understandable. And Mbappe is not going to extend his contract. So that means that he is most likely to actually leave for free. Uh, I think it's just a shame that PSG are now rebuilding again. You know, it's, oh, it's it seems as if they're always rebuilding because, you know, because of the players, the players changing their, their minds on the club. So it's just a shame for PSG that they're going to enter another rebuild. You know, I think now they're going to regret losing players like Diaby and Nkunku. You should have given them the chance when you when you should have. But yeah, it's just unfortunate for them. Quick question for you, Bakis. Do you think they will freeze out Mbappe? And what I mean by that is, okay, he's refusing to leave. Because I read a story as well that there was a time when Monaco agreed to sell him to Madrid. But Mbappe was like, no, I want to choose where I want to go. And he refused. So let me give you a scenario. 
PSG agree a deal with Man City for 50 million this summer window. Mbappe refuses because he doesn't want to go to Man City. Do you think the club will have the balls to basically put him in the stands for a year? No, because at the same time they're paying him, dude. You're not going to pay someone that amount of money to put him in the stands, bro. No club is that stupid. Uh, honestly, no club is that stupid. No, honestly. So, yeah. PSG aren't necessarily the greatest run club or not. They, 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 nah, they, they won't, they won't fall to, to such low standards. They'll probably, I don't know, maybe just ban him for a week or two and then, alright, he'll come back. And yeah, being in Mbappe, we know. So that's pretty much it. They'll punish him internally, but they won't punish him in terms of what he can do for their club on the pitch now. Ah, but it's one of those, I guess. Um, I know it's going to be a tangent again because I want to come back to something. Just to come back to our backwards point with one of the points he mentioned about if Mbappe is to go to Madrid and there'd be a duopoly just between Madrid and City, I do disagree with that. Because Newcastle, state-run club, there's even talks of them being linked with Nicolo Barella. They're obviously going to get way better players as well down the line. And we're also going to have state money, hopefully. But So I don't see it being a duopoly because people can still get at City and Madrid. And look, Barca won the league. Atletico, if they get their ducks in the row, can also win a league. But that's pretty much it. Just a short tangent. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I will say, though, Killian. Thank you for giving us an entertaining transfer window. I'm going to be sitting there on my phone with some popcorn and coke because this is going to be an entertaining summer window. Okay, and then the last thing we're going to talk about is the GOAT, Lionel Messi, who has moved to Inter Miami despite being offered a boatload of cash by the Saudi Arabian League. So, this was very surprising for me, but when you read some of the figures and what Messi is being paid, things like shares in Apple and Adidas, as well as shares in Inter Miami, this doesn't surprise me. So, what are your guys' thoughts on the move? Hey, man. You know, I I I think I think uh, uh, what what the United States are doing, uh, I think this move contributes a lot, largely to their World Cup, um, to their World Cup bid. Uh, not bid. I think they're hosting the next World Cup, so I think it contributes a lot to that. It's gonna bring all the attention to um, the MLS with Messi going there, and also. It, it, the purpose of Messi being there is also for the growth of of Inter Miami and you know getting eyes on it. I think Inter Miami social media um went up three million followers overnight since uh, the news on Messi going to Inter Miami broke out. So it just has to it just goes to show how big of a figure um, Lionel Messi is. But 
you know, besides that, I don't think it raises the standard of of the league. I don't think you it raises the standard of the league overnight. I think it's just to get some more some more eyes on it, you know, some more viewership. And it's gonna and it's gonna work out best for them with that regard. They're gonna make more money off of off of TV, off of the games because have you seen the the the, the price how the price of the of the tickets have jumped up suddenly since Messi since Messi's uh, um, news broke out. I mean, it, so some of the tickets went from going for I believe thirty dollars to a hundred and forty dollars just overnight. That's that's pretty ridiculous. And you know those games are gonna be full, bruh. <laughs> That's also another thing. So you know they're gonna make a lot of money. They're gonna generate a lot of revenue. I think it's good for. I, I I think I think the the hype is just as big as when David Beckham went to LA Galaxy, or even bigger because I mean it's the goat, man. You know. So overall, good move for the MLS. And good move financially for Messi because according to ESPN, he will be the highest, the 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 fifth highest earning athlete in the United States since um, the news has broke out. He'll be earning fifty four fifty three million dollars annually. So that that's just super ridiculous, man. I um, in terms of my thoughts of the whole thing, uh, yeah, man. Uh, this this movie is a great move for Messi and his family, you know, uh, in terms of the next couple of generations. He's pretty much sorting sorting his family out, you know. Sure, he won't be earning nowhere near as much uh, as he would have gotten if he went to the Saudi League, uh, like immediately. But over time, this benefits him in the long run. So, yeah, it's a great move for him. I agree with Tabang that this is... In some way, a little bit of a boost to the MLS and to Inter Miami itself, you know. Um, will it make that much of a great big difference? Not so much, because I feel like the only people that who in America will really know who Lionel Messi is are athletes at the end of the day or people involved in sport, because you know uh, they'll recognize real that side. You know, anyone else? Yeah, highly, highly doubt it, but. Uh, yeah, I think over time, as long as Messi is there, I think maybe a little bit more and more recognition towards uh, football or soccer, as they call it that side, it will grow a little bit more, you know, slowly but surely. So, yeah, um, great move for, for Inter Miami uh, as well. You know, like Tarang said, the following has also grown. Uh, tremendously over the past couple of days uh the now also so yeah um Messi we it's not even a shock 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 move for me to be honest he's given us everything he had to give you know or he could have given us in terms of football in Europe uh, at the highest level as we so say or so call it um, he's won everything that there is to win. Uh, yeah, no, I think Messi Messi has done it all, man. Uh, every individual award, every international award, in terms of club-wise, um, in terms of yeah, Argentina, every club trophy, 
potentially he has won it there as well. So, yeah, um, Messi, we all know after that World Cup, he pretty much completed football. So, yeah, it's just him now enjoying the last of his, you know, days. And now we just have to, you know, enjoy his greatness while we still can because uh, this is clearly the mark of the end already. So, yeah, let's just enjoy the GOAT. We've already seen it with Ronaldo as well. We enjoyed him while he can before you, you know, United fans chased him away and uh, treated him like trash. But uh, let's not get into that again. Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm really not happy. It's it's sad. This is the GOAT. 600 goals, 300 assists. That's wild. That's wild. He's only, what, 34, 34 years old young. Um... We we consider him the greatest of all time. That league does not deserve him. That's partially why I'm unhappy. At first, I read reports about something to do with Inter Miami buying Messi, which they've done, and then loaning Messi out to Barca so that Inter can cover majority of the contract so that Barca can come underneath the financial fair play. And um, that's, that's what had me excited at first. Not gonna lie, that was my optimism. Was that, but then when both Messi and Barca came out, specifically Messi, when Messi came out, said that he had no contact, that he got blue ticked by Barca, it it somewhat broke my heart because it it made me realize also that a era has truly or is truly coming to an end. It's it's going to be weird watching UEFA Champions League. It's already weird watching it now without Ronaldo. So now, even without Messi, it's even more weird because we all know without World Cup years being played, without it being a World Cup year or a major international trophy um, that gets played, most likely the winner of the Ballon d'Or is the UEFA Champions League winner. I think you all can agree that. I think we all have seen this repetition in football that if... You maybe don't win an international trophy, but you go and win champs. You end up most likely winning Ballon d'Or. And we've seen it. So I would say it, it just makes me realize that, yeah, man, the era is truly coming to the end. To think that we saw Messi tear apart United to lift his first UCL. Then he did it again. He went back to back on you guys. You know, smoking that United pack. Beat you guys again in the final. Wins another wafer. Goes many years without winning. And then under... Who was that coach again? That used to coach? Um, who coached MSN? What was his name? Luis Enrique. Yeah. Luis Enrique. Under Luis Enrique with MSN. Won another Champions League. Won Ballon d'Or. But through the period of when Messi wasn't winning champs, Ronaldo was winning Ballon d'Or. And that had to do with him winning champs a lot. So... To to get into the contract of Messi with this new MLS team, it's weird because Inter Miami finished dead last on the log. Dead last. God damn. Or they still lost. There's a couple of games left or whatever to make playoffs. Imagine we're playing basketball now. They have to make playoffs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now, like, it's weird because I don't know. It just feels, a, a part of me feels sad. I feel more sad the fact that that league is going to get the greatest player of all time. 
And it makes me sad because I realize that Barca cannot give Messi the farewell. I feel like he, he deserved. He deserves, you know, continuous present tense. He still deserves it. They didn't give him a farewell. They just told him, hey, bro, look, I can't afford to place you anymore. You have to buy in a nutshell. And it was like, what? Messi's leaving? What? And then he goes to PSG. He gets disrespected by PSG fans. The goat's getting booed. But I understand why they booed him, though, because, you know, Argentina was smoking that France pack during the World Cup, you know? So I understand. But at the same time, it's the goat, you know? <laughs> I don't know, gents. But a part of me feels like, I'm going to be honest, it, I'm going to stretch out this as much as possible. But I think that a part of football will die when Messi goes to the MLS. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry. I know football goes on. But I'm going to be honest, you will notice that star not shining bright because he was the brightest star that shined, you know? Dude, uh, you're kind of being melodramatic, man. Like, football, no, like, moves on. I'm not even, bro. Because think about it, dude. Like, Messi not playing in Europe anymore. Ronaldo not playing in Europe anymore. Is Kroos still going to be playing in Europe? Modric isn't playing in Europe, I believe. Benzema's not playing in Europe. There's so many like great players that aren't being played in that aren't in Europe anymore. That's going to leave. I mean, like I understood if it was like Lukaku going to Inter Miami, I'd be happy for him, you know. But this is messy, bro. This is messy, bro. You telling me there's not a single team in the entire Europe European football that would want him, that player. I know everyone would want him, but no one can afford him. So that's why it's sad for me because I don't feel like he deserves to end his career there. That's what I basically mean. That's why I feel like it's sad. It's like, I don't know, bro. It's like putting the smartest kid in the dumbest class, bro. <laughs> that's a bit harsh, man, man. It's not like any, but anyway, not like any of us. But anyway, to come to your thoughts, man. Like, look, man. Mbappe and Holland are going to carry the can. We still have our boy, Delicious Vinicius, as you like to call him. Jude Bellingham is there. And look, man, Father Time catches up to everybody. Messi That's the thing. is on the decline. Like, this isn't peak what? Messi, let's be honest. He's still very Dude. good. Don't get me wrong, he's still very you, good. I think when you say very good, man, when, you, when you use the words very good, you make it sound like he's some normal player that's playing. Like, he's very good. It's not the same as, like, I don't know, a normal player is very good, bro. So, like, just to say, hey, he is very good, that undermines his season. He had an amazing season. I think he scored, like, 52 goals or something and, like, 30-something assists in all competitions. So, that's quite wild, bro. So, if you say that's very good, when KDB does that, you English, you English fans are, like, on him, bro. You guys are on your knees for him, bro. When KDB does that, oh, he's amazing. And then he goes to Belgium. He does nothing. <laughs> he does nothing at Belgium. But when he's at when he's in England, bro, you guys are on your knees, bro. You guys are giving that clock clock three k for him. <laughs> no, wow, just the energy. Bro. The, okay, okay. Uh, just to just to add on to what you would what you about it, what you were saying on Messi. You know, players players get old, man. You know that's the thing. 
Messi, of course. Let me not say very good because you want me to use an even better word. So I'll say alien-like. Um, even though his his performances have been, yeah, even even though his performances have been alien-like, you know, um, he's getting older. Uh, boy, and we have Barcelona to blame for why Messi's end didn't happen at Barcelona. Laporta. Uh, you know he's gonna stay there forever, man. He's gonna stay there. He's gonna stay as Barcelona president forever. So it's part. It's part of. It. it it's because of him. He's not at Barcelona, and why he's going to the MLS. So it's. So if Barcelona fans need someone to blame, they need to blame John Laporta. But also, man, you know what he's done at PSG was amazing, bro. This in the Liga and alone. Um, 30, he's played 32 games. He he scored 16 goals and he's had 16 assists. That's 32 direct goal involvements in 32 games. I'm, I don't think you're gonna get That's another wild. guy. I don't That's think wild. you're gonna get another guy who's gonna replicate anything like that. You don't even get modern players who do that, bro. I, you know, he's had, he has better stats than prime Rashford. You know, and I love Rashford. I'm not trying to. Make him sound whoa, 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 whoa. like you. You just dropping Rashford's name next to a goat like it's normal. Hey, bro, I know he's your prime minister, but calm down, bro. You're going on like Rashford had like a Messi-like season here, just being like, oh no, Messi was comparable to Rashford. Come on, bro, Bunkles, not like that, bro. I'm sorry if you see it. Now, I'm sorry if you see it that way, but that's not what I was implying. I'm just saying what he's doing, what he, what he was doing at PSG at his age. You know, I don't think I don't think anyone should under should 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 think that this is normal for any player. He showed how his game has evolved. That you know the older he's gotten the more polished his game has gotten as well man he's he's developed more as a as a 10 over time and you know yo messi i, I think we're going to miss him i don't think we're going to watch um we're going to watch much of him at at the in the mls unless you guys stay yeah, glued to espn i was going to ask you guys i was going to ask you guys uh, like what if you guys are planning on watching mls <laughs> I think we'll watch some games, to be honest. Yeah, no, I don't know. I am. I want to see. I want to see how it is that side, low key. Yeah, I want to see Messi play until until the man actually ends up his boots, bro. I'm not going to see greatness like that ever again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Enough. Enough. All right. You heard it here, guys. Lyle is not happy that Messi is going to the MLS, even though it's Barcelona's fault, but we'll leave it at that. So, yeah, man. I think that's the end of today's episode. Thanks for joining today, Lyle. It was great to have you, man. Hi, welcome. Uh, it's an honor <laughs> being here. I'm sh- just, I just want to take a quick side note. Yo, I'm hella proud of you guys for starting this podcast, you know, I feel like um, with all the football IQ, you know, amongst here, you know, with you guys, I feel like you guys can take this podcast far in it as you guys' friend and uh, guest that wouldn't mind appearing whenever it gets invited, you know, um, it will always be an honor and I'm hella proud of you guys, so shout out to you guys, shout out to the ATM podcast, you know. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you so much, bro. I think I think we were really happy having you on today's podcast. And, you know, it's definitely going to be on much more future episodes as well. All right then, man. I think with that being said, I'm Manashe Kirimi. This is the ATM Podcast signing out.